and good afternoon. You are listening to WHGE 95.3 FM. That's right. You are listening to the one and only Black-owned, Black-operated news information station in the state of Delaware. And yes, thank you, Harmon Carey. So, I'm Rochelle Wilson. I will be your hostess, your journalist, your informationer for the next hour and understanding, clearly understanding, that the human attention span is not that long. I want to move quickly so that I may captivate your attention and hold on to it. So uh, let's get started. Yesterday, how many of you um, out there were honoring the... Uh, honoring the heritage of the Caribbean people. All of the people of the Caribbean islands, uh, we honored them yesterday at uh, Newcastle County Government Center and uh, with, with is where Matt Meyer and quite a few other folks uh, hang out and do what they do. So um, being the journalist that I am and the reporter that I am, obviously I had to show up on the scene with my beautiful press pass, you know, absolutely statewide and federally uh, legally accepted. I am officially a journalist again. <laughs> I did journalism for 30 years and I stopped and I became a high school teacher and here I am back in journalism again. And I love it. Love being in your presence, love being with you. Today is June 25th, 2022. Uh, somebody check me and make sure that I have the date right. So much is going on at any given point in time. I've gotta make sure I've got my dates all together. But uh, yesterday, so we're hanging out with uh, at the Newcastle County Government Building in order to honor our Caribbean heritage, and it was fabulous. I uh, had a chance to talk with Matt Meyer uh, for a brief moment, and uh, Brian Cunningham, who is the Director of Communications for Newcastle County for the Government Center. Uh, but it was in my conversation with J.J. Francis uh, that really, really kind of got me fired up. You know, he and I were chit-chatting. We always have a good time in each other's presence whenever we hang out. And uh, I was laughing and joking with him, and I called him senator. I said, you know, when can I look for you uh, to be the next senator uh, in the state of Delaware? And he just kind of smiled and looked at me. <laughs> you know, so we're going to talk more about that as we move forward. But keep your eye, ladies and gentlemen, on J.J. Francis, we might be hearing big tings from him as we move forward. We'll talk about that on the Political Power Hour every Wednesday at 4 o'clock p.m. But it was in something else uh, that J.J. said as we were chit-chatting. I asked him about a couple of the bills, and we talked about different things. And, you know, this bill with the marijuana thing, you know, many of us wanted to pass because of the most limited amount of thinking, uh, we just want them to stop arresting low-level offenses, right? Now that America, the government, has found a way in order to tax it, in order to make money and profit off of marijuana, you know, the brothers on the corners are doing things a little differently. You are now pushing them if they can't sell uh, the marijuana and, and make a living for their family that way. Yes, I know you consider it a crime, but listen to the reason. Hear me out on the reason. All right. So we want to stop, offend, uh, you know, putting low level offenses, crowding up America's prisons with the brothers who post up on the corner and sell the marijuana. Well, now that we have dispensaries, we don't have to worry about the brothers selling marijuana on the corner because you upgrade them to sell pills and opioids and, uh, you know, whatever other drugs that our communities may be interested in. Okay, and this is not a conversation about drug dealers. This is not a conversation about drugs in America because the first time you open your mouth and say anything to me about the drug dealers on the corners, I'm gonna to talk to you about America's big pharmaceutical companies who were the biggest drug dealers in the world. That's where I'm gonna cut you off and we're gonna talk about big pharma who are pushing drugs 
daily and millions of people are the recipients of these drug dealers. So don't talk to me about drug dealers and the brothers posted up on the corner. What I'm talking about with you ladies and gentlemen is called social equity, social equity in the capital, the ability to make money. Now that the American government has all of these dispensaries where you can get legalized cannabis, even in flavors, they have it in flavors now, like wow. In my day coming up, marijuana came in a little teeny brown bag and you paid $5 for it and that's, and that's what happened. Uh, and you got two or three joints out of it or something. You know, and joints were, were rolled with top paper or easy wire. Those are, that's the era that I came up in. I'm old fashioned, I'm old school, hell, I'm old. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna live to be a long, ripe, old, wonderful, beautiful, healthy age. And uh, I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, what about social equity, financial social equity in these dispensaries? You want to lock the brothers up for selling and pushing whatever they're doing, you know, the marijuana on the corner. So now you make it legal. Dispensaries are all over America where people can walk in, pay 150 or two or however many dollars for this legal cannabis. Now, what happens to the brothers? Hey, the conversation goes as such. Let the same brothers that used to push up on the corners because they are absolute mathematicians, absolute businessmen, because they know things, they know how to handle their business on these corners, and I'm talking about the ones that didn't get caught, are the ones that were smart enough to know how to, you know, work their business. Let them get into the dispensary business. So they're not selling it on the corner. They're not upgrading or pushing forward, pushing pills and opioids and heroin or whatever else is the drug of choice for America and Americans. Give them social equity in the capital. Don't just put them in jail, say it's a crime for selling. It's only a crime for selling it on the corner because you can't make any money off of it, America, government. Let's keep it real. Let's keep it 100% real. We're pulling back the layers. We're pulling off the mask. We're peeling back the layers. We're gonna uncover the truth right here at WHGE 95.3 FM. I am Rochelle Wilson and I'm here for your earbuds to make some intelligent noise. You do what you wanna do with the information, but I'm gonna liberate your mind by telling you the truth. So this is the truth. Give them social equity. Let's make it fair. All the dispensaries in America, to my knowledge, and I haven't checked every one, so feel free to qualify me on it. Check me if I'm making an error in my report, but to my knowledge, to my comprehension, I do not know of any dispensaries in America that are black owned and black operated. But I know the brothers on the corners who are doing what they do. Something is not right, it's not fair. We're gonna pass the legalization of marijuana, then make it social equitable. Make it equitably social for all people, not just some. Some go to jail and some get a million dollar dispensaries. No, we're not doing that, ladies and gentlemen. That's, that's not how we gonna rock and roll. So, that's my two cents on that, and I thank you, J.J. Francis, for really explaining uh, things to me in a way that makes sense. I'm not the smartest cookie in the jar. I tell you, I tell you all the time. I'm not a, not proud of it. It's very embarrassing, but it's the truth. I had quite a few shenanigans in my youth. I was a rolling fireball. I did things. I said things. I whatever. I did what I did as a young person. And instead of going and staying in class at college, I didn't stay. <laughs> I would sneak out and go other places and do things with other people. So I didn't make it through college successfully. I learned lessons. I learned a lot of lessons in college, but not all of them were about broadcasting and English literature. So the point that I'm making, ladies and gentlemen, is just very simplistic. I can only talk to you from my perspective. 
And after understanding better uh, the whole point and case of whether we should legalize it or not legalize it, I see it's all about finances. They're not legalizing marijuana so that we can stop arresting brothers on the corner. They're legalizing marijuana so they can capitalize off of the people who would have gone to the brothers on the corner, but now they can go to the dispensaries. But yet you're still locking up brothers on the corner for selling marijuana. Give me a break, ladies and gentlemen. Something is wrong with that picture. And you and I both know it. You and I both know it. So, uh, moving right along, uh, great conversation with J.J. Francis, and we're going to keep our eyes open uh, for him and how he moves forward as we uh, rock and roll this political election season moving forward. Keep your eyes open, ladies and gentlemen, J.J. Francis. Also had the beautiful pleasure of hanging out with one of the Delaware's most premier Boston babes. She is truly a Boston babe. And, and let's be clear and define what is a Boston babe? A Boston babe is a woman who takes care of herself. She loves herself. She pampers herself. Her hair, her nails, her face, her teeth, all of her body parts are cared for lovingly and pampered and they, she takes care of her health. She's also the woman who gets up and puts it down every day, whether it's with kids or grandkids. She makes sure that the babies are cared for, whatever that means. Whether it's taking them to school or picking them up from school or feeding them, whatever it is, buying them clothing, she's a Boston babe because she's taking care of the family, whoever the family consists of. Husband, no husband, children, some children, grandchildren, whatever. And a Boston babe is a woman who knows how to manage her checkbooks, her money market accounts, her financial institutions do business with her because she knows what she's doing. A Boston babe is a woman who will not sit down quietly in a corner like a mouse unless that's a part of the plan, but she always has a plan, a strategy for how to move forward progressively and productively. So she will stand up and speak out on the issues that matter to her, but she knows how to sit down and watch attentively before she speaks. That's that spirit of discernment. So these are, these are the Boston babes that I'm talking about. When I call you a Boston babe, it means you're fitting into those criteria. I consider myself to be a Boston babe. So don't take it as an insult. It's the highest level of compliment that I can give a natural born woman. You're a Boston babe. And I had the good fortune and the pleasure to stand in the company once again of one of Delaware's most premier Boston babes, ladies and gentlemen, Miss Alicia Clark. Now I've known Alicia since we were young girls way back in the day, way back in the day. Had a big crush on her brother. Just thought he was the cutest little pumpkin pie. But Alicia and I have grown. We're not children and young girls anymore. We're now full-pledged women, natural-born Boston babe women. And I admire her. I respect her. She is an advocate who does not sit in the corner like a mouse. She gets up, she stands up, and she advocates for the people. And one of her most favorite questions, <laughs> you can keep your parade, you can keep your protests and your march. Where's the check? Where's the check that makes us equal on the playing board? So while all of the government elected officials, politicians, and public servants are out uh, giving us parades and marches, as, as Malcolm X would say, you know, give a black person a parade and a march and you just appease them. You just satisfy them. We'll sit down and shut up. Give us a parade or a holiday or a protest and a march. <laughs> and we'll sit down somewhere and we'll go shut up. No. Alicia Clark does not believe in that, and neither does do I. Neither do I. Where's the check? 
You've got 247 years of economic advantage on brown-hued people. White supremacists have 247 years of economic advantage on the brown-skinned, brown-hued people. Black, brown, and golden folks. So Alicia Clark, I'm joining you, baby. I'm asking government, where's the check? And let us stand with her as she advocates for our people, for equitable and fair economics. Love you, Alicia. Alicia Clark, you are a Boston babe. Boston babe. So uh, moving right along, I listened today to Pat Gibbs and Victor Cooper. Oh my God, AKA Nosaroma, all right? Like, oh, uh, they really were snapping out today. They were snapping on gun violence. The two of them went toe to toe. If you, if you missed their show, you've got to tune in at 11 o'clock from 11 to 12 uh, a.m. You will hear Pat Gibbs and Nosaroma right here at WHGE. And today they went hard uh, in regards to gun violence. And I can only tell you they were going so hard at it, you know, with each other. They both had very strong perspectives and viewpoints worthy of listening to. But one person was saying, uh, you know, people kill people, not guns. It's not guns that kill people. It's people to kill people. And someone else injected, no, it's only mentally ill and stupid people <laughs> that kill other people just just randomly just walk out with a gun and just kill people. We're not talking about your home at three o'clock in the morning and someone tries to come in your house and you defend your property and yourself. We're not talking about that. We're talking about folks that just get up, grab a gun and feel like they're Superman or woman and then they go and kill and take human life. Those people, are they mentally ill? Should we put the guns? Should we restrict gun laws? The Constitution, the Second Amendment of the United of the Constitution of the United States tells us that we have a right to bear arms. We have a right to bear arms. But have we um, did we miss the intended scope of that? Because as Pat Gibbs brought to attention, and it's always in my mind, Peyton Gendron, the young boy who went to the Topps Market and killed a 13 people while apologizing to the white guy that he shot. He shot all of these other black people and killed them. He had a rifle with the word N-I-G-G-E-R tattooed on the rifle. Peyton Gendron, Topps Market. So, you know, uh, who, who, you, who kills people with guns? Is it people, just people? What is the Second Amendment and, and can we abrogate that? That we have a right to bear arms. And in New York, it's my understanding, a friend told me that in New York, uh, you, there's a law that's just been passed. You can do an open carry. As long as it's not concealed, it's out where everyone can see that you are rocking a gun. If you do that, then you have a right to bear arms. You have a right to walk around New York with your gun. Do you agree with that? Do you think that's a good idea? Not so good? I mean, like, wow. These two went at it and it's got me in a conundrum. I'm not sure what I think anymore. I had an opinion and now I'm not so sure that I do. So, you know, you got to check out Pat Gibbs and uh, Victor Cooper, No Saroma, Yaga, and, uh, and listen to what they're talking about. They go in, ladies and gentlemen, right here at WHGE 95.3 FM. I am Rochelle Wilson here for Make Some Intelligent Noise. You'll find me here at WHGE, always on my Facebook. Uh, you will find also, you will find me podcasting on MSIN Movement MVT. All right. You will find me uh, on YouTube, uh, my YouTube channel. Again, Rochelle Wilson, MSIN. All things that I do are under the umbrella of make some intelligent noise. That is the mission that God has given me. Whatever you do, Rochelle, you better be intelligent. Don't sit down in a corner. I want you to speak up. That's why I gave you the voice that I've given you. 
So I'm here to make some intelligent noise with you. I consider myself as the mind liberator. If you liberate your mind, guess what happens, ladies and gentlemen? All of the rest of you will follow. All of the rest of you will follow. If you liberate your mind, you liberate your mind. And so you have to make a decision because as we move forward, we're getting more deeper and deeper, deeper and deeper into this political season, election, the primaries, and then it's time to vote. A lot of things are, it's growing. So you got to start looking at the issues that matter to you and make a decision who stands for the issues that you stand for, who is, who's going to get your vote. And at the Political Power Hour, we talk about the importance of your vote is your voice. Constitutionally, it's the law. So don't ever think that your voice doesn't matter because it does. So I'm Rochelle Wilson. You will find me on every platform. Just do a Google MSIN or Google my name, Rochelle, R-A-C-H-E-L-L-E, -L -L -E, Wilson with one L, and you will find me out here in the world. I'm on TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, podcasting, Apple, Spotify, uh, and the list just goes on. And I worked hard for that, ladies and gentlemen, so please, Please show your love and your support. Check me out on some of these platforms. Become a subscriber. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Subscribe to my podcast. You make me stronger and greater and better when you do. So please, I'm asking for your support uh, to grow me up. Because when I grow up and I get big and I'm strong, I'm eating my Wheaties, then that makes me more powerful and advocate for you. I am the voice for the voiceless. And even those that have a voice, I'm on the platform where I can speak to your concerns. I am Rochelle Wilson. And uh, I want to come back and talk a little bit about Roe v. Wade. Going to talk about that in just a little bit, ladies and gentlemen. But first, I want to bring a guest on for a quick public announcement. I uh, want to make sure that everyone always knows that you are welcome to Eastside Pride. Eastside Pride, where we talk about Eastside Pride is all about recovery. If you or someone you love is dealing with an addiction, and addictions are as many as there are people. There's obesity, there's drinking, the alcohol, there's the drugs, opioids, there's sexual addiction, there's people addiction, uh, there's gambling addictions, there's all kinds of addictions. People get addicted to some of the most unusual things. And if you know someone or you yourself are dealing with those addictions, please let us help you. Eastside Pride, in collaboration with WHGE and Central Baptist Church, right here on the corner of Ninth and Pine, every Tuesday, we are doing uh, meetings. We ask that you please show up at 645. There's coffee and refreshments. Uh, you can gather and chit-chat and talk and get to know people a little bit. And at 7 o'clock, we start. It's a very warm and welcoming and inviting atmosphere, so you will not feel uh, unwelcome. You will feel warm and welcome once you, once you enter the building. So please, Central Baptist Church, 9th and Pine Street, every Tuesday at 645, we want to help rebuild our community, Eastside Pride and WHGE. So hang out with me, ladies and gentlemen. Just give me one moment. Um, I have an informative guest today who's going to give us a little bit of information about some upcoming events that might be interesting for you if you believe in supporting the children. So hang on. Be right with you. What else could I do? 
right here. Okay, super. Okay. Yes, I'm Okay. And. Uh, ready? Yes. I'll Is it life a merry-go-round, ladies and gentlemen? I'll tell you, sometimes I don't know if I'm on a roller coaster ride or what's going on, but that is some of the smoothest jazz. I love it. It's absolutely fabulous. You are listening to WHGE. Uh, thank you to Harmon Carey and to his father, who left the jazz collection for Mr. Carey, uh, who is now sharing it with you. And we thank him so much for that and for bringing Black Radio into our community. We are the first and only black radio in the state of Delaware. Thank you, Mr. Harmon Carey. And always to our technicians. Uh, these are super guru smart people with technology, Mr. James Bailey and Mr. Eric Johnson. Thank you for all that you're doing to help us grow exponentially. So ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> pardon me, I now have with me uh, here in the studio uh, Mr. Wayne, who is going to talk with us a little bit about what's going on. Peace and grace. Welcome to the studio. Oh, thank you. Thank you. How's, how are you doing today? I'm very well. So tell everybody, who are we listening to? You are Wayne. Okay. My name is Wayne Roy Jr. Um, I'm the owner and operator of um, Entertainment by Candlelight. It's a promotion company. Uh, we specialize in live music, motivational speaking, and comedy. Um, and as far as live music, we really do specialize in, um, in jazz promotion. In jazz. Now you're talking my language. That's why I've got you here in the studio. You're talking jazz. Uh, there's going to be a jazz concert, but the part I loved about it, tell us about it. Uh, Zai, no, I'm sorry, Zeta Phi Beta, the sorority, is looking to help sponsor young girls, to help young girls grow into beautiful women. Tell me all about what's going on. All right, well, what we have on the docket, um, August 6th, um, the first Saturday in August, um, over at P.S. DuPont Middle School in Wilmington, uh, we're bringing um, Delaware Loves Jazz concert. Um, it would bring two world-class groups to Delaware, Acute Inflection, um, which is a, is a duet, um, a vocalist, um, um, by the name of Alessia, mm -hmm. um, and the stand-up bassist, um, Siddiqui. Um, he creates a rhythm section. She sings over top of a very unique experience. Um, they sing um, covers, as well as they have a couple of original sets that they go ahead and perform. So you're saying he's playing whatever he's grooving to, right? And she just comes in like and just grooves with him. It's not a rehearsed practice. They've done that. Like It's just vibing. Good energy. I'm asking. That's a question. It's a, I would say it's a combination of both. I mean, they've been performing together for a long period of time. Yeah. So I'm sure it is a skill they developed together. Yes. Um, but again, I mean, each performance, I'm sure it's not exactly exactly uh, the same. Yes. As, yes. As, um, so their creativity is flowing. That's and that's funny. acute inflections. And then we've got here Kevin Jackson is going to be there, right? He is. Yes. Now, Kevin Jackson is a contemporary guitarist. Um, the way he's performed, recorded, and toured with a lot of popular artists today. Um, he's bringing his full band up to Delaware. So they, I mean, they've been working mm -hmm. hard. He's from the Baltimore area. Okay. Um, Nomi sells out, you know, every time he performs. Um, he's well respected. Okay. Um, again, he's bringing his full band up. So it's gonna be a, a, a night of high quality um, music. All right, and so we, we are gonna catch that at P.S. DuPont Middle School in the auditorium. The doors open at 6 p.m. Showtime is at 7. Do not be late. We are not working with color people's time. This is not CBT, all right? Uh, color people's time. We are working at 6 o'clock. The doors open. Please be there for showtime at 7 p.m. Uh, tickets are $40. And again, that's being brought to you by Zeta Phi Beta, the sorority, uh, Epsilon Rho Zeta chapter. Uh, they support young girls. Uh, helping them to become positive, beautiful, intelligent women. <clears throat> what I call Boston babes. So they're taking Boston girls and turning them into Boston babes. Uh, what is there anything else that you want to share with us about this particular concert? Um, well, we also have some vendor spots that are available. So if you if you're running a small business or you have um, some type of service product you're looking to offer the public, please reach out to me. 
Um, Delaware Loves Jazz, if you type that in, it'll come up and you'll be able to different, reach out to me directly. Delaware um, Loves Jazz. Yes. And I guess just type that in and .com or something it'll just it'll pop right up. up. It'll come on up. Okay, and, and we can reach you. That's how we're going to reach you um, if that, you want to be a vendor. Also, um, yeah, Entertain by Candlelight as well. We have a website. Okay. Um, you can go ahead Is there a phone number for some folks are older and they don't do a lot of um, yes, the self My cell phone number is the best way to reach me. That number is 302-377-0835. Can you say that for us again? Yeah, that's going to be 302-302-377-0835. All right, there you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank him for being here. Uh, and sharing that information with us. Delaware Loves Jazz. You want to check that out. August 6th. August 6th. Uh, 6 o'clock p.m. The doors open. Show is at 7. Do not be late. We are working on time. Tickets are $40. Contact Wayne or anyone from the Zeta Phi Beta sorority if you're interested in attending that concert. Uh, and you are listening to WHGE 95.3. FM, the one and only black-owned, black-operated news information and advocacy and education station in the state of Delaware. I'm Rochelle Wilson. I am your journalist and your informationer, the liberator of your mind. Free your mind and all of the rest of you will follow. We'll be right back in just one moment. Stay tuned to WHGE. Perfect. Thank you so much. Um, so I will repeat your phone number if you jot that down for me. Yeah, I think it's on here. It's on here. Show me where is that? Right here. Oh, perfect. Three seven seven zero eight three five. Okay, I'll make sure I repeat it. Let me walk you out and I'll introduce you to the station manager and I've got to finish my show. Okay, great, great. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, your phone. Sorry, it's a little tight. Everyone, this is Mr. Wayne. Uh, he's with Jazz. You want to hear what he has to say? I'll be right out. In my day, they call that scat. Let's scat, 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 scat. I love it. I love it. I love that jazz. Ladies and gentlemen, I keep my station tuned in to 95.3. Everywhere I go, it's already tuned in, locked in, in my vehicle. I drive with 95.3 FM playing on the station. I'm interested in hearing what the other journalists have to say. You know, I like chiming in and seeing what are all of us talking about. I know what my issues are, I know what concerns me, and the audience that listens to me, you. And so I wanna bring those things to you so that we can talk about it, and together we will make some intelligent noise in our advocacy. All right, so um, make sure, you know, as we left for the fight, this is our final segment. And uh, as we left, I'm sorry, we have two more segments. So I want to get right into something else uh, that was interesting, certainly worthy of mentioning. Uh, and I will say that number for you again for the J Delaware Loves Jazz. Uh, you want to contact Wayne Roy Jr. at 302-377-0835. That's August 6th at P.S. DuPont Middle School. All right, tickets are $40. So get in touch with him if you love jazz. If you love listening to WHGE, you're going to love Delaware Loves Jazz. Uh, so I want to transport now, transfer, transition into my next thought. And I want to make some intelligent noise about uh, the Supreme Court that has overturned Roe v. Wade. And it is my understanding that it was Dobb v. Jackson that those, though, that case is what helped the Delaware, I mean not Delaware, but the United States Supreme Court overturn Roe v. Wade. So it's no longer my body, my choice. 
if I'm raped in the alleyway, God forbid, but if I'm raped in the alleyway and I become pregnant, you will not allow me to have an abortion. You're going to force me to give birth to this raped child that maybe I'm not comfortable with. Maybe someone else is, and that's fine. Because life is life, right? I get it. But maybe I'm not comfortable with giving birth to a child that was conceived out of rape or incest, right? Or maybe I'm a 16-year-old girl. It's my very first time experiencing uh, love from a 16-year-old perspective with a young fella. And let's say I become pregnant. I'm 16. I've got dreams and visions and plans and a strategy to go to college or go to the military or go somewhere and do great things with my life. And now you're going to force me, you're going to force me to give birth to a child that I'm not prepared to be a mother to. I think it is appalling. You take away a woman's right, her right to choose. Now, I'm not suggesting in any way, shape, or form that we use abortion as a form of birth control. Hell to the no. I am not suggesting that, ladies and gentlemen. There are forms of birth control, and abstinence is always an option. But for those mitigating circumstances, the mitigating circumstances that a woman can become pregnant or a young girl can become pregnant and perhaps what if it's all about a life or death? What if I become pregnant and I have some sort of cancer or some other debilitating disease that puts my life at risk in order to conceive or, or, or bear this child? All of that is being abrogated the Supreme Court of the United States has written out Roe v. Wade. They've knocked it out. And it's my understanding, uh, Dobb v. Jackson. We need to Google that and find out the case of Dobb, D-O-B-B, versus Jackson. That this case had took precedence over the historic Roe v. Wade. So now women all over America will no longer have a right to say, my body, my choice. You have set us back decades. You have set us back as a people, as a nation, decades by, by overturning Roe v. Wade and taking away a woman's choice. I get it. We're pro-life. We believe life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness is all that there is. I understand. I comprehend. I overstand. I overstand. Right to life. But baby, you cannot, <laughs> you cannot take away my choice because you prefer the right to life. You don't know my circumstances. And it's, it's a mess. It's a mess. So what are we going to do about it now? <laughs> Can anything be done about it now? I suppose we'll have to chime in on Wednesday for the political power hour to go deeper into that conversation. But as it stands, what popped up on my email today is that... Uh, Roe v. Wade has been overturned by the United States Supreme Court. And that's a problem. That is a problem. That's a problem. Because you know what's going to happen? We're now going to lose lives. And it's going to disproportionately affect our little brown-hued girls. The brown community will be hit the hardest by this. By overturning Roe v. Wade, you are hitting the brown people the hardest. Because what happens if we can't have legal abortions? For whatever the circumstances may be, each woman has to decide her own particular circumstances and what to do with her body. And now that we can no longer legally go to those places to get a legal abortion, 
what happens? There's going to be back alley abortion clinics and people, women, are going to die. Women are going to die. It's not right. It's not right. And there's nothing that anyone can say to me that is going to convince me that this is a good thing. Overturning Roe v. Wade. Not happy, ladies and gentlemen, not happy. Not happy. What do you think? That's the real question. What is your voice? What is your voice? You're always welcome to call and chat with Rochelle Wilson here at WHGE. I'm an 844-944-3953. 844-944-3953. Rochelle Wilson wants to hear what do you have to say? What are your thoughts on the overturning of Roe v. Wade? You have taken away a woman's right to choose. How do you feel about that? What do you think about that? Do you support it? Are, are you against it? Love to hear your comments. Love to hear your comments about that. But I will say uh, Pat Gibbs and No Saroma today brought up a really interesting topic. I always listen to them as I'm preparing myself to prepare to get here to the station, to the studio. I listen to them as I'm preparing to get to the studio. And Pat Gibbs said something today that really rocked me to the core. It made me sit down. It made me sit down. And what he said, he was, he was in the crux of it, talking about, you know, comedic Egyptian comedic history. But one of the things that he said hurt my feelings because it's a truth that I just don't even want to have to accept or, or admit to. But there was a time right here on these American lands when the white supremacists, those people with that kind of mentality, the slave owners, the white slave owners, in order to teach a lesson, in order to set fear in the heart and the spirit of the other slaves, they would take our brown pregnant women, hang them up by their ankle over a tree, slice their belly as if you were slicing a watermelon in order to show the dominancy, that they had dominating power as the slave owner over the slaves. And that's just one of the atrocities that took place with brown people during the 400 years that we suffered and dealt with slavery here in America. Now, why am I bringing it up when all of us are in a place where we're saying it's time to be diverse, it's time to get over the past, let, let slavery go, let's forgive that, let's move on beyond it. I don't want to hear about slavery anymore. I get it. Trust me, ladies and gentlemen, I don't want to have to talk about it anymore. But it's a part of this nation's history of what has happened. And we know of many other atrocities that have happened. But when I think about pro-life and the people that support pro-life, <laughs> I can't help but think about the white slave owners that hung pregnant brown women up at their ankles and sliced their bellies like watermelon, leaving their unborn children to die. And of course, obviously, the mother to die. And families, other slaves had to stand around and watch this happen, instilling fear into these other brown-hued people so that they would not rebel against the white slave owner. Now let's fast forward, ladies and gentlemen. What does any of that have to do with us here today in 2022? Because that was way long ago, right? We don't have to worry about them doing that to us anymore. Those days are over. Let's get over it. Slavery is done. We're all equal now. Eh, wrong answer. 
because we're not equal. And there are atrocities that are still taking place in America today. So how can I forgive you for something you did four or five hundred years ago, but you did it for four hundred years, and you've only not been doing it for 150 uh, or so. So you did it longer than you haven't done it. And we're not going to talk about everything from slavery to today and the systems that were implemented to reenact slavery on a more sublime level. We're not going to talk about that. I've only got a few minutes left, so I'm not going to talk about all of the sublime, subliminal systems that were put in place to replace the actual physical slavery of being on a plantation, picking cotton and tobacco. We're not, we're not going to talk about that. What we are going to talk about is why am I bringing up women, pregnant women, being cut and disenlodged with their babies during a time of slavery, what does that have to do with 2022? Ladies and gentlemen, it's very simple. Roe v. Wade. Roe v. Wade. You didn't give us a choice then, and you're not giving us a choice now. You are abrogating my constitutional right to choose what to do with my pregnant body just like you took away my rights then just like you did not afford me motherhood then or the right to choose my body my choice you took that from me when you hung my ancestors by their ankles in trees and cut open their baby bellies like watermelon you took away my rights my ancestors rights and now you're doing it again. That's what comes into the bubble on my head. That's where my mind goes to. You are setting us back a whole era for women's rights, women's rights. You're setting us back. My body, my choice. But what can we do now? What can we the people do? What can we the people do? If you listen to me on Wednesday by any happenstance, you heard me talk about the Bill of Rights, which are the first 10 amendments of the Constitution of the United States. And the 10th Amendment says that this nation has no power but that of we the people. So ladies and gentlemen, just because the Supreme Court has made a decision does not, does not give them the power over us. We the people have the power. And just as a point of reference, let me, let me leave you with this tidbit of information. You should be well informed that the Supreme Court justices the Supreme Court judges, justices that have overturned Roe v. Wade were appointed by none other than Donald Trump. Former President Donald Trump appointed many of the Supreme Court justices that are sitting in the Supreme Court today. Think about that. Think about the mentality that they share with Donald Trump. Are you a Trump supporter? If you are, then I guess you're shouting hallelujah. Because Donald Trump appointed many of the United States Supreme Court justices that have now taken women's rights backwards a whole era, a decade, a whole era. My body, my choice. Much like many of the vaccines and the pills that were popping today by big pharmaceutical companies, the biggest drug dealers in the world, you take away my body, my choice. You've taken away my choice as a woman. You are setting women backwards. But it's not too late. We do have a right to do something about it. Question is, will we come together and will we stand and say, we're not gonna do this. Stand with the ACLU, ladies and gentlemen, the American Civil Liberties Unions. 
There is an ACLU everywhere in America. And I'm asking you to please join in the movement with the ACLU that is fighting against the overturning of Roe v. Wade. My body, my choice. I'm Rochelle Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. Please stay uh, uh, tuned in. We now have uh, Dr. Kalechi and Professor Kevin Coleman. They will be joining you in just a moment with the Coalition of, uh, of uh, Delaware Africa Coalition. The Delaware Africa Coalition, Professor Kevin Coleman and Dr. Kalechi will be here in just a few moments. Until then, I leave you with what I always leave you with. Ladies and gentlemen, be good to yourself. Love on yourself. Pamper yourself. Take care of yourself. But please remember that karma is real. How you treat others is what karma and life will bring back to your circumstances. So be good to other human beings. Be polite. Be kind. Be respectful if that is what you want to come back in your life. I'm Rochelle Wilson. Make some intelligent noise every Saturday from 1 until 2 p.m. I am here every Wednesday from 4 p.m. until 5 for the Political Power Hour. And let me just say this in absolute closing. Uh, this coming Wednesday uh, at Legislative Hall, Senator Darius Brown is, is uh, announcing a new bill of equitable rights. Equitable rights on June 29th at Legislative Hall. I encourage every last one of you, please show up, show up, and, and be a part of that conversation. Senator Darius Brown is putting out a new bill for equal rights. We want to know what that's all about. That's this coming Wednesday, June 29th, in Dover, Legislative Hall. It is the last day of Legislative Hall. Please show up and show, let your voices be heard. I'm Rochelle Wilson. Until I see you on Wednesday, be good to yourself, be good to others. God loves you and so too do I. Ladies and gentlemen, please, if you're able, if you don't have a big heavy work schedule on this coming Wednesday, Dover Legislative Hall, June 29th, uh, you definitely want to show up and hear what's going on and involve yourself in that conversation uh, with this new equal rights bill. I can't wait to find out what it is that's going on. All right, so until then, take care. I love you much. God bless. Talk soon.